0: What happens in between is all about the awkward middle phase of entrepreneurship. You know, after you've taken your first steps, but before you can live off your passion. Join me, Athena, as I learn from other emerging creators about the tactical and emotional methods they use to keep moving forward after the initial excitement of following your dreams meets the reality of following your dreams. Let's get into it. Today, I have with me Sharkina Parker. Parker host of the Simply Wealthy podcast and a money mindset coach. Hi. Hey. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Good.
1: Tuesday, you know, just Mm -hmm. continuing on. No complaints over here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's generally my Tuesday mood. I'm sort of like, okay,
1: everything's still Getting into the week. We're still smooth sailing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I'd love to start with a little bit about your background
1: okay so I won't go too deep you know we don't have time for all of that but either way I majored in psychology at Spelman College I also have a master's in criminal justice policy so I'm very into like social justice and human behavior and all of those type of things I've also worked for the government just learning skills from different places and then I found my purpose and my heart is with money and teaching people about money and here we are today just bonding and meeting new people like yourself just to continue on the journey and pathway of just reaching different people in different ways so that's just to sum it up in a quick you know 30 seconds of how I got here and
0: yeah I'd love to go a little deeper into what was that catalyst for you to say I gotta shift what I'm doing so I
1: actually also was a real estate agent not too long ago, actually.
0: Okay, multifaceted.
1: i just jumping from one thing to the next. And it's, it's funny how life works. And I'm sure many people can relate to this where you jump into something and then you find that it's not the right thing. And all of it, it becomes like a journey and you start seeing it once you look backwards. So it's amazing how that happens. And I'm so grateful for it. So pretty much I got into real estate by default. So I was, I don't even want to say victim, but, you know, I was impacted by the last government furlough that happened in 2019, I believe. And it just made me feel so empty. It made me feel very stuck. It made me feel like at a drop of a dime, anything could be taken away from me. Although we did get reimbursed and all those good things during that time frame, you never know how long it's going to be. And, you know, I was living in my apartment by myself and all these things. And you kind of just sit in panic, not knowing when it's going to end. And you have to watch it on the news daily to see, okay, is today going to be, you know, the day? or? And I just could not put myself in that situation again. So I went to classes for real estate to got my license and all of that. Did that for a while. Great mentoring, great teaching. And what I found there was that a lot of people who came in to talk about the house process, you know, buying a house, They were so excited when they walked in, but when they realized the money associated with it, the time frame and all of that, they were so scared. The zone and the mood they came in with, they did not leave with that. And that kind of triggered me a little bit because it's almost like I looked at someone's dream get wiped away within a time frame. And that was pretty much a very pivotal moment for me because it was just like, okay, I want to help people get to their dreams But in one sense, me trying to help them get to their dreams is sending them out the door scared of their own dream, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I get you. What was that transition to being a coach? Are you still involved with real estate or have you transitioned fully to mindset coaching?
1: I was still doing
0: real estate
1: at the beginning of the year, trying to find my way with it. And then obviously the pandemic hit. And it made me think, okay, how am I going to transition this virtual style of doing things, but also practicality in terms of real estate? Because obviously that can't necessarily be virtual in terms of the, you know, the houses. And it really had me sitting down and trying to evaluate where my next step was going, because I was still pretty new at real estate. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't savvy enough to really pivot quickly with that, because I was still learning about that whole process as it relates to being a realtor. And that encounter with the young lady that I just spoke about in terms of watching people leave out of the, the office, not realizing that their dreams kind of left with them in the, the midst of that, it made me realize there was something deeper to that. So I kind of dropped real estate. I dropped it 100% and I kind of shifted to coaching kind of, it was not really in my control. Oh. I just, I really felt led to it because I just started watching videos and watching people. And obviously, all the things were happening around, you know, brutality and all that. And I realized money is such a big thing. Not everything, but money was needed during this whole time. The way people were feeling about money, the way people felt like they had no way out, the way people were losing their jobs, it just all start triggering me. And mm-hmm. it just I felt very led. I think that was the point. But leading into the pandemic, it just showed me like piece by piece that that's the the direction that I was supposed to be in. So
0: that's really how I got there. Wow. That's incredible. I didn't realize you were full-time already. Okay. Can you walk me through getting your first client sort of what, what was your process? Was it a friend? Was it a stranger? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I am representing for the people who still have their full-time job, but are essentially working their hardest to transition out because you, really, you found your purpose. So mm-hmm. anyone who, fa- who falls into that category, I am definitely a, represent- a representative for those individuals. So um, really pretty much getting my first client. I realized that actually when I got into coaching, I had realized that people were asking me about certain things prior to me realizing that I was actually coaching them. You yeah, know, it's like that a- awareness that you don't have until you have it. And then you're like, oh, but I did that but that's what, you know, purpose is doing things that you thought are easy, but people are always so inspired or curious. And you're just like, oh, here's some information. And then you look back and you're just like, oh, that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, my first client actually kind of found me through my podcast, funny enough, Instagram as well, but through my podcast. And she reached out to me just kind of, and this is when I was first starting my platform. So I was actually shocked and kind of excited because, you know, it's like you do things to help people, but you don't really realize the impact you're having. And so she reached out to me and obviously we talked and everything like that. And I realized, although I'm still a young adult and maturing and doing things, I realized she was still a step behind me, you know? Yeah. Meaning that no matter how young you are, you could still be a step ahead of someone else who you could kind of look back and pull up. Mm -hmm. And that was very, that was very interesting to me. That was very, what's the word? Impactful for me to realize or think that I'm not quite 100% in my journey, but someone is already asking me for help, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's empowering. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, when you start doing something that you love and enjoy, you don't realize how much you're going to be empowered by it because you're thinking about other people. And then when they empower you, you just feel equally blessed, like you're already OK with blessing them. But now it's coming back to you in ways that you couldn't even thought of. So it's amazing. It's an amazing journey. And I'm still looking forward to just continuing on and just spreading the love in any way that I can helping people grow.
0: Mhm. This is incredible. I'm going to quit my job right now. I'm sending I'm going to We have to stop recording. I'm sending the email immediately.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't promote
0: that. You're not putting my name
1: on that. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: That. I have a plan though. I will get out of this job.
1: Look, affirmations are everything. I am so here for it. One
0: of the things you mentioned is just when you know, when you're called to your purpose, you don't even realize that you're, you're doing something, you know, where you're just like, I've experienced that too, where I'm just, I will talk to my friends all the time about process and they're like, where do you come up with this? And I'm like, well, don't you sit in your room every Saturday (laughs) with no screens and just think about it? What do you mean? (laughs) You know, but there is something to be said for initially giving away your knowledge for free. I think especially women entrepreneurs have this sort of, maybe it's a mindset, right? We have some sort of misguided understanding of like knowledge is not worth a lot. Like I will just give you all of these facts, all of this like hard earned wisdom for free because how is someone going to value this? It's just what I already know, you know? But it's really important to remember the value in that. And it's just like you were saying with, it doesn't really matter where you are in terms of age or even the fact that you're not 100% where you're trying to go because you can still be, you can help someone who is one step behind you. And in all cases, there is someone one step ahead and one step behind and, you know, ad infinitum, right? But yeah, I think that's a really good message to just like hone in on. is just that you can help people before you feel like you've arrived wherever
1: this right and to add on to what you were saying about sitting in your room on Saturdays it's funny you say that because i have probably within the last few months completely for the most part stopped watching tv mm. like on one end it was it was intentional at first because i'm around mentors who constantly allow us to see how you know tv news and all that feeds into our spirits, feeds into our minds, and we don't realize it. And it, you know, delays our actions and our beliefs. So it was like a challenge at first, like 30 days, kind of like little to no TV and see how you, you know, you come out of this, see if you have more clarity, see if you're moving and progressing. So it was kind of a challenge at first. And then I started realizing the more I turned that stuff off and just kind of listened to podcasts like this and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I was really getting a stronger belief quicker than I realized, just from turning things off. So now I barely turn it on. I mean, I might, might watch something here and there, but I'm so conditioned now not to. Mm-hmm. And I realize how much more I'm productive. I don't miss it. So it's interesting you say that.
0: Yeah, it's. I'm glad that you brought this up because I also want to say this out loud and admit it to the world. For the past two weeks, I have just been binge-watching Bob's Burgers, which is one of my favorite shows. And I would say prior to the start of November, I hadn't watched TV or YouTube for months. And so I'm not saying that your situation is a wave, but I am saying that, A, I agree with you. I absolutely notice that when there is... TV, when there are distractions, for instance, uh, it's harder to crystallize your thoughts, you know, especially if they're those kind of like deep penetrating thoughts that kind of need silence to grow and develop. But I also, as we were talking about before we started recording, actually, as a type A sort of personality, I have not been very good over the course of my life at accepting rest as accept or considering rest to be acceptable. And so these last two weeks, I have been watching a lot of Bob's Burgers, but I've also been finishing all my work. And I'm kind of like, I'm telling myself this is okay because this is a a moment in time, right? It's not like I'm going to be doing this every day for the rest of my life because we can't. (laughs) Right. But it is, I really appreciate you I appreciate when there can be discourse about this. And it's important to me to always be able to present what is true to myself right now. And what's true is that I need to be watching Bob's Burgers.
1: Yeah. And that's important. You have to know yourself, right? Yeah. And even when I wasn't watching TV, I was still choosing what I was listening. I was listening to podcasts and all that. So I was still engaging in content or whatever you want to describe it as Mm -hmm. watching YouTube channels, but I was watching inspirational things. So right. It was more so like, cho- and it kind of still relates to what you just said. I'm choosing, you know, yeah, yeah. if that's your happy pleasure and that still puts you in a state where you're happy and still going to be productive, by all means, if I'm listening to podcasts about self-development and growth, I'm still putting something into my system, but it's mm-hmm. my choice. And I think we're both agreeing on that, where it's like, yeah. no matter what it is, as long as it's your choice and it's not hindering you and it's not making you sad and depressing you and things of that
0: nature. I'm on board, you know? So yeah, that was a absolutely. great point. It's also, I think it's a, it's a, it's active, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever I, I'm engaging with, I'm doing so actively instead of letting it kind of like
1: mm. be noise. That's good.
0: That is seeping in, even if I'm not actively paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. Feel that.
1: So with your clients. Funny. This is, this is life, everyone. This is life. <laughs> We're over here laughing at nothing. I mean, it's oh, It's good. Like. I love stuff like this because, you know, some people just take things so seriously. And this is life. Like sometimes you have to sit down and laugh at yourself because I call myself a joke. I'm like, you're a complete joke. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs)
0: Gather. And I'll literally laugh at myself because I just, it's just fine, you know? With your clients, I'm wondering, or just in general with your journey, did you have any pricing panic?
1: Mm. I still believe that. I'm not a master at that. And it's not something that I'm looking at like, oh, like I need to get better if you will. I mean, we're all going to progress, but pricing is always one of those things. Even if you have coaches or something like that, everyone always tells you do what you want. So I I just truly feel like your pricing evolves as you evolve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even, even still, even as you evolve, that doesn't mean that you have to be always at the 10,000 mark you can have ranges of prices based off what you provide, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's one of those things I didn't necessarily have an issue with it. That's one thing I really didn't have an issue with. My issue more so than anything was making myself visible more. I, I had the belief in myself of the knowledge. Like you said, it wasn't about the knowledge. It was about the visibility for me.
0: So is marketing pretty much and branding Does that remain your biggest challenge? Biggest challenge? I would
1: say that's probably one thing that I have to continuously develop in terms of strategies. Mm -hmm. I like it because it's it's for what I'm doing. It's for the benefit of helping other people. So you're going to find that when I speak a lot of times, my perspective is even though a challenge is, you know, we know what challenge means.
0: Mm-hmm. I always
1: look at it as it. I always look at it as an opportunity. So, like I know we were talking before, and you were just like, "How was your week last week?" And I'm like, "It was good." There might have been something that happened that disappointed me, in all honesty. On all honesty, mm-hmm. but I have trained myself so like hard to pick myself up and really just encourage myself or realize that being an adult requires you to, you know, you have a a cut, you have to fix it or, you know, or if you have a down day, it's your responsibility to bring yourself back to life. And I think I've gotten so good at that, even on the days I don't feel like it. I'm so trained in that way that it's almost like my language goes along with it. So I'm not going to say challenge. I'm going to say my responsibility, you know, and it doesn't make it wrong or not, but I'm just saying, I try to keep my mind so strong in that sense so that you know, the larger challenges that come down the road won't like bring me down with it, if that makes sense. So I just look at it as an opportunity. I love learning anyway. So I guess that's the good thing.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Well, but yeah, that's one thing I would have to keep fixing, you know, as I go. But yeah.
0: Yeah. And how do you go about learning these things? Like, how are you keeping learning at the forefront of your journey?
1: Mm. I think it's a daily commitment. That's how I look at it. It's a daily commitment. The world changes rapidly. Marketing changes rapidly. These social media platforms change rapidly. Mm-hmm. So I think as people in general, no matter where, what point of view you're looking at, if you're not constantly learning, you're going to be behind. And that just is what it is, no matter what way you look at it, whether it be the entrepreneurs or anything You're always going to be behind if you're not continuously looking forward. I mean, your age goes up. You Mm -hmm. don't go from 27 to 23. So Mm -hmm. that's just really how I look at it. You have to continuously stay on top of it. Now, everything is not my ministry. I do not love technology and all that. (laughs) But I do try to make myself understand certain things to the best of my ability. And some things I know that I'm not doing, like I'm not building a website. I'm just not doing that on my own. That's a mm-hmm. boundary, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So it's just about picking the boundaries and also understanding what parts you're interested in that you will develop time, you know, put in time in. So,
0: yeah, yeah. What resources do you use to teach yourself?
1: I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. I really, truly do.
0: Any specific Sometimes, ones you want to shout out?
1: So it depends on what we're talking about because I like to I like to add podcasts on different things. So I like redefining wealth for money. I love mm-hmm. for the love of money for money. I love Jay Shetty. He talks a lot about purpose. Mind Valley is about mindset.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What else? Um, there's so many, and I can I can give you so many more. At what happens time. in
0: between for entrepreneurship tips?
1: <laughs> of course. Like I listen to Simply Wealthy as well, which is mine. Mm-hmm of course. Simply Wealthy, an excellent podcast. (laughs) But yeah, like it just really depends. Like I even listen to them when I'm trying to learn something new. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like we're speaking about continuously learning. So if it's something new that has popped up in my life that I need, I look for a podcast because I can listen to it as I move around, you know? Mm -hmm. So those are usually my go-to in terms of continuously listening and learning initially.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Something you mentioned is keeping your mind really strong. So do you have any, or maybe what are your top tips for cultivating that kind of abundance mindset?
1: Yeah, I think it's very important to schedule in and be intentional about quiet time. I think, and no matter what time of day that is for you, for me, that's the morning time because it's telling me this is what my tone of my day is going to be like. This is me setting my tone, telling everyone and everything that might come into my space and my horizon during the day, this is the state. I'm going to stay here and that's it. And I think when you don't do that, you wake up in a reactive state. You wake up doing everything that someone else has called you to do instead of doing something for yourself. And sometimes that works, but over a long range of time, I don't truly believe that you know, you'll put yourself first. And that's how, especially women, like you say, that's how we continuously start putting ourselves on the back burner because we don't think of ourselves as important enough because we're such nurturers. Mm -hmm. And we wear wear that as a badge of honor and it truly is, but it can also be a hindrance to our own selves. So yeah, I definitely would say anything you can do to continuously develop belief in yourself. So whatever you're struggling with, you need to constantly repeat certain things, whether that be affirmations or find things that you're struggling with to unpack those things even even if it's therapy having someone else come in whatever it is you have to be intentional about facing the things that are being a hindrance in your life so or just setting the tone for your day simply whichever one on whatever spectrum so that would be my my top advice just making yourself a valuable asset to your day
0: Mm -hmm. I 100% agree that i could go on and on about how easy it is to become reactive but i actually want to challenge you a little bit uh, hopefully you'll like play along with me here but affirmations are something that i personally think are not 100 percent effective i think you have to be in a certain space For affirmations to be effective or you have to literally see whatever the the new belief you're trying to I want to say indoctrinate but I don't (laughs) that's you know the new belief that you're trying to develop you need to be seeing it like hundreds of times each day and I'm saying this from the perspective of someone who studied neuroscience and so I've read the studies on like okay an affirmation such as something very simple like I am beautiful right If you're looking in the mirror every day and you're saying, I'm beautiful, you're only doing it like once a day or something. What's happening is your brain knows that you're, if you don't already believe that, right? If you have this belief that you're ugly, your brain is saying, you're lying right now. So now not only are you not beautiful, you're also a liar. And then that can actually make people feel worse about themselves. So... I'm wondering if you have any any tips or like how how do you make affirmations stick? How do you make affirmations? How how do you make yourself available to receive affirmations and the truth in the affirmations you're trying to create?
1: Yeah, and it's interesting you said that. Although I'm so into mindset, I haven't necessarily studied neuroscience that deeply. Probably as you have, so we we'll probably have to talk some more about that just between mm-hmm. us. But um. I I agree with you. I believe we're still on the same page. So what I truly believe, I don't believe that unless you believe it, if you just wake up tomorrow and say, I'm going to be a millionaire, that might be something you want for yourself. But like you said, at that moment, you don't believe it.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: way I do my affirmations, because I've had that issue before where it's not so much I didn't believe in affirmations, but I wasn't connecting to them. Yeah. So what I did was... And what I've learned to do, and I also would love to read some more about it just to you know educate myself as well, but I, I've attached my emotions to it. So like I'll say something like, mm. um, I'm happy and grateful that I'm getting better and better every day in every way. I can attach myself to that because I'm small. I am getting better and better every day in every way. That's not saying tomorrow I'm going to make $10,000 know, and right. I made zero. Right. I, I personally believe that the affirmations that you tell yourself have to be like, like a a piece by piece thing. I don't truly believe you can go from zero to a thousand, and m- you can obviously make yourself believe that over time.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: if you're at a self doubt and you're depressed and you think you're going to be a supermodel tomorrow, you're you're right. It's not a connection there. Mm-hmm. So I say things that I can I can get better every day. I truly believe that. I don't think that's a hard belief. That's an affirmation for me. You know. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. use stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So I, I think can, we're still on the pain, same page with that. You know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It, it reminds me of how I set goals, for instance, where I try and make it not the outcome, but instead the actions or the conditions that I've seen can create the outcome. You know, So instead of the goal being, let's say, 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, it's like put out two videos every week on YouTube you know, so mm-hmm. that, and I think the same thing can apply to affirmations, just as you said, where it's like, it needs to be something, A, internally driven, right? Like something that you have control over, and then B, manageable, <laughs> you know, manageably small. I agree,
1: because you can scare yourself out of it, just by, like you said, you, you just said that, and I 100% agree, because you tell yourself that, and you're you're kind of like, fear is kind of coming up. And if you don't know how to manage that, it's kind of like, okay, now we're putting ourselves in a deeper hole. So yeah, that's an important thing for people to understand that, you know, there's a distinction.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. What is your relationship to fear?
1: Mm. That's good. You know, I've never heard that said that way in terms of your relationship to it, because nobody Mm -hmm. wants to be associated with it, you know? right? (laughs) But obviously it's there and it comes up you know, quite often. Hmm. I'm trying to think of this in terms of where I am now and where I would be, let's say, starting something new. Because I can say, I know how to have control over my fears. But if my life changed tomorrow, would I be? Yeah. So I'm really trying to answer that question from a a place of not just today, not just now that I've built my belief in myself and all that. But, you know, God forbid something happening tomorrow, or maybe my car crashing or something. Whatever. What would I say to that? I would say what I've learned so far, and I don't know exactly how it would say my relationship with it is, but I've learned to listen to it. So when it comes up, instead of just like reacting to it, really sitting and listening to what it's telling me, because it always has a message. It's either telling you something that you need to push forward in, you know, to get on the other side, is telling you something that you haven't looked at prior to and now it's coming up where you try to suppress it or something like that. So I'm really I would say my relationship to it is trying to understand what the lesson is. Mm. What is it trying to tell me in that moment? Because it will reveal itself and you know it, you know? Yeah. We we're just too scared, obviously. Or you <laughs> try to push it away and that's where depression and all these other things kind of unfortunately
0: come up. Sure. So do you view your fear as any sort of a compass or is it more so that it's you're just interacting with it when it comes up i do look at it as as a guide yeah
1: i most definitely look at it as a guide because it's telling you your next step you're either going to take it or stay there because it's going to come up again and that's the thing about it's going to it's going to come up no matter what at every new stage it's going to come up so it's really your guide telling you, okay, this is the step you need to take. You, if you choose to take it or not, it's up to you, but it's going to keep coming up and then it's going to get stronger and stronger. So once you realize that, that the strength continues of that particular fear, if you don't address it, mm. I think that's where you realize where your relationship is.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's interesting you said it, you phrased it like that because on a previous podcast, I had a guest who was talking about, it took him 10 years to start his own radio show he had been wanting to for 10 years and i asked mm. him what changed you know in that final year and he said i just couldn't sleep anymore mm. <laughs> he was like i just got to the point where the de- my desire to do to start this project was finally stronger than my fear of starting it
1: yeah that's powerful
0: yeah right what are your current support systems for your journey? In terms of people? In terms of any way you would interpret that. Mm-hmm. You know
1: what's interesting about that? Um, I have a good support system in terms of my parents, I must mm-hmm. say. But also, they don't necessarily understand the entrepreneurship aspect, which is okay. I had to be okay with that. At first, it shocked me, not because I felt like everyone should understand me, but I was becoming so different from people that it, it really did make me a little uncomfortable at first. So my support system, I'm really finding that I'm finding my support system. Like intentionally, I'm searching for my support system, not out of, I guess, necessity in terms of just, I need someone, but realizing I have to find the people who understand me. And that's a hard thing because, you know, as kids and everything, you just, oh, everyone's rallied around each other and you just kind of yeah. like, you don't have to search. But now I'm realizing I have to search for the people who are like me, who are interested in things like I am and things of that nature so that I can be supported. I mean, like attracts like and things of that nature, but I have to find that in order to continuously attract that. So that that's really my answer to that, to be
0: honest. Yeah, a very honest answer. Let's get a little bit into the loneliness of entrepreneurship. What do you do? What are you doing right now?
1: I'm trying to even think how to answer that one because especially when you first start, I think now, like I said previously, I've learned that I have to find those people. But before I knew that, I'm an introvert for one. I don't really like, I don't like attention. So it's not like I had to force myself to find people, not because I'm antisocial. I love people, but people usually gravitate towards me. So it's different for me to have to not even in a prideful way, but I was so used to being, you know, nurturing to people who didn't have the capacity to support me that I didn't have time to go looking for other people, you know, or I didn't make time. Excuse me. Let me be clear. I didn't make time. So when I started to transition and those friends really didn't serve me anymore. I was really like, like I said, it was just kind of like a shock factor for me. Like I'm growing and I'm realizing I'm going into my purpose. But with that, I feel like I'm shifting away from everyone. My conversation is different. My movements are different. My daily routines are different. I don't relate to anybody I ever knew. It's very interesting because you come into a new identity. To be completely honest, it's almost like a crisis and you just have to decide if you're going to push through it or not. And those are the only two options you have until you find people and find things. And yeah, it it is a little lonely, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can really say is you just have to search for those people. I, I truly believe there's power in that. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be an interesting journey. Right.
0: Let's be friends of course like of course this whole podcast is really just me trying to suck people into my friendship
1: that's fine i think that's part of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be quite honest i'm okay with that like it's so valuable too because we will understand each other we understand the journey the process the mindset the things you have to give up while you're still trying
0: to make it you know yeah
1: it's it's very interesting
0: Cacao, now it's time for the seedling round where small questions lead to tasty answers. What would you say are your keys to your current success? Authenticity,
1: I would say, is number one. I don't pretend to be anything that I'm not. I don't know how to, to be quite honest. (laughs) I would say treating everyone with respect, really holding space for people to say and be who they are without judging them. And I really think the big one is realizing that sometimes I have a higher capacity to give than other people can for me and being okay with that,
0: Mm.
1: truly being okay with that. Because at first it was very strange to me that I had so much, you know, I could stay up such long hours and be so dedicated to things and and still be dedicated to people who weren't doing much. Meanwhile, that wasn't reciprocated, but I had to realize they looked to me you know? And it's interesting when you become an inspiration to someone that you didn't intend to and you carry that role now that you didn't necessarily want, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously it's great, it's it's a blessing. But then it becomes like more people are looking at you and just you know, and I don't mean to compare it to celebrities, I'm no celebrity but I just see now how celebrities who are just doing their art or just doing things And then you have these millions of people in your face and all that. And it just becomes like, I understand that now. And I'm not even at that level, but I'm just saying I understand like how you start off just in the, you know, the studio, maybe recording a song. Next thing you know, 20 million people are in front of your face everywhere you go type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just say that those three things, just authenticity, realizing that I have a greater capacity than some other people and being okay that they can't. Meet me where I
0: am at all times. So, Mm -hmm. you've spoken a word (laughs) because I am not yet at the point of accepting that people can't reciprocate what I'm able to give. I'm not expecting it from everyone. I've done a, a lot of work on sort of understanding the role of a relationship. And, like, what I can expect or asking for what I need. And then if that's not possible, I either adjust my expectations or I move on from that relationship. But I need for there to be other people who can, who can sort of emotionally tend to me. Because I don't think it's something you can do alone. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, like, of course, there's you – there are certain things you need to be able to do on your own. Right. But I, I don't think it should always mm-hmm. be my job to take care of myself. I don't know if this is coming out correctly at all, but really what I mean is like, for instance, my roommate, sometimes she cooks when I, for instance, start my work day at 6am and then have meetings until seven. <laughs> sometimes she cooks for me and that, makes perfect sense you know what i mean like that is the type of thing where it would be ludicrous for me to expect myself to be the only person tending to my needs i'm not sure if any of this is i'm following you let me connecting. see if I can. no i get what you're saying i think support is
1: everything i don't think we're placed in this this world we're not made to do things by ourselves Mm -hmm. No matter if that's just someone cooking, no matter if that's someone helping you with your kids or whatever, whatever stage of life you're in, I don't think we're meant to do things on our own. And truly, not sure about your roommate, but sometimes people find joy in doing those little things for you and you have to let them. That's the key. That -hmm. was a big thing for me, allowing myself to let people do things for me. Because I've always been that person, whether it be friends, family, I've always been the one to be able to pick someone else up, even when I wasn't good myself. Mm-hmm. I don't wear that as a badge of honor, but I've just always been strong enough to cry for my five minutes, gather myself and pull you up. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's also doing a disservice because now these people can cry with me for an hour, but I can't even get my emotions out because I'm I'm pulling you up. Yeah. So I do. I I truly do believe that because otherwise you'll come off in a way of you don't need anybody. and You'll put that energy out there and you won't get anybody
0: to help you. So you yeah. have to really just pick what side you're going to be on essentially. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a cycle of like, well, I've mm-hmm. already taken care of myself, so I don't need other people. But then you're like, I sort of want that. But the energy is saying you don't. Mm-hmm. Listen, my ex-boyfriend <laughs> in one of our too many conversations about us breaking up, he was like, you're just punishing me for loving you. And I was like, mm. I, was like yeah, I, I have to go immediately. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. what do you say? What do you say after that? You don't. You, <laughs> you run away because you can't. I was keep. thinking I. Like, oh, my. That was too wow. much truth. That was too much truth for, yes. for one moment. For an emotionally wow. traumatized probably, person. Not I prepared. I like I've
1: had that, that situation. No one said it to me quite like that, but I'm thinking, I'm like, and you know what, just being in this, being an entrepreneur or just aspiring entrepreneur whatever phase, you Mm -hmm. build that up and you don't realize you're building that strength factor, if you will, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you have to turn, especially women, you have to turn it off, you know, in certain aspects of your life. And I think that's the key, not realizing that we, we may be up until 10 PM, some nights doing this, But if you're spending time with someone else, whether it be friends or someone else, at 11 p.m., you switch on to your, you know. Yeah. Wow, that was was powerful. It got me in the heart. I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that one hit me very hard. (laughs) What is your current focus? I would
1: say my current focus is building up my belief, continuously building up my belief. Because I don't know if you've noticed or if you've had this you try to learn something and once you get it and you you focus so much on it, something new pops up that you have to learn. And mm-hmm. it starts to cycle all over. Are you going to believe you can do this too? Because the quicker you establish your belief or it's not established, you continuously take those actions, the quicker you move forward. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, whoa, I've done a lot this year. But it's because I push myself to do the IG Lives. I push myself to do the videos. I push myself to reach out to people. I push myself to say yes to things that I know I need to. And I'm just constantly building my belief in different ways so that the, the fear won't creep back up as strongly like we were talking about previously. So
0: yeah,
1: continuously building my belief as I scale in life, not just in business, but just in life and mm-hmm. being okay that everyone won't come with me and, you know, just really just being okay with that. So scaling my belief would be my main focus.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Cacao. Cacao. That ends the seedling round. Now, do you want to talk a little bit about the Simply Wealthy podcast?
1: Sure. So that is my baby, my podcast, Simply Wealthy podcast, where we talk about all things money, mindset, relationship building, wisdom, consistency, all the things. Um, The idea behind it is that it is simple to become wealthy. You just have to have strategy. You have to have belief and you have to understand your thoughts about money and how that affects your actions that you take. So that's pretty much the basis of that. So it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Google Play, Spotify, all the places. So yeah, go check that out. Mm -hmm.
0: So what is your definition of wealth?
1: I would say my true definition of wealth would be... I don't mean to keep saying this, but believing in yourself and just taking the next best step.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not about money. It's truly about your beliefs and your actions. Because the, the more actions you take, that's how your belief builds. Your belief doesn't build before you take actions, you know? Yeah. And that's when you meet more people, you know, that's just how it works. And it sounds kind of reverse and our conditioning, you know, within society and all that has shown us that, you know, you build belief and then you act. But no, that's the other way around. Mm-hmm. If you believe you can, you will.
0: So I like to end on two things. What is your greatest ambition?
1: Ambition, my greatest ambition. I would just say... To allow people to see the greatness within themselves. Mm. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a life. That's just life. Seeing the greatness in yourself just as a whole will allow you to have that hunger and that desire with anything. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, yeah.
0: What is the question of the week?
1: How can I? How can I do this? How can I get this? How can I progress? How can I improve? That's it. How can I with everything?
0: No one's ever done a question like that with a sort of interchangeable ending. So where can people connect with you?
1: Yeah, I live on Instagram primarily. Uh, My Instagram handle is the finance underscore flow. So yeah, that's where I hang out. That's where I live. That's where I connect with people, talk all day, respond to anything. Yeah, I'm pretty much open. I'm I'm very real and authentic. I just love connecting to the hearts of people no matter what, even if that's just a general conversation or something else. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you. I hope that you got something out of this. And if you learned something, if you laughed, if you even just like my energy, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this with your friends. That will really help for this podcast and this community to grow. That helps me get more guests. And it means I can give you more of this delicious content. Much love, Athena Sayak.